chapter 4. Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love God does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent God's only Son in the world so that we might live through Jesus. In this is love, not that we love God, but that God loved us and sent God's Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us, and God's love is perfected in us. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So this past month, we have been talking about welcome and inclusion in our I See a New Church series here. We've talked about what it could mean and what it means to have truly open hearts, minds, and doors in our church, both our local church and the wider denomination, as we continue growing in love and as we continue growing in grace. We've explored the idea of vision together, of imagining what is next, and of asking ourselves tough questions, questions that we even might be afraid to answer at some point. Today, I want to shift us a little bit for this last week of the series titled Open Hands. When I really started to understand the idea of, of public prayer, when I started to appreciate this idea of prayer that wasn't simply in my own head, I remember changing my prayer posture. So oftentimes we think of our hands folded or, or in our lap seated, seated nicely when we pray together. But I shifted that to my hands up, to my palms facing the ceiling or the sky, wherever I happen to be. And this posture, it came to me uh, from a sermon that my pastor, uh, Jenny Smith, preached in Alaska several years ago. Probably about ten years ago at this point. She explained this concept of being open to God working in our lives. And I remember her talking about the idea of faith being one that is active and alive and always seeking and asking questions. And how praying or showing up with this palms up posture helped us to remember to embody that. Sometimes for me and maybe for, for some of you too, it's easy to keep our faith contained. To see it solely in scripture or solely in the things that we see here at church for an hour each week. But when we commit to encountering God with our palms up, we see God everywhere. In everything that is love or in everything that could be love. Especially our, our small children. If that is not the voice of God at work, I don't know what is. And so talking about love is a really popular thing that we like to do here in the church, right? We like to stand on love everyone, and it's not a cop-out for us to be there and to say those things. It's literally what Jesus told us to do. And as important as it is for us to love everyone, it's equally important for us to love ourselves as well. For us to be loved, for us to be fed into. We use the phrase, love God and love neighbor, a whole bunch, but that's actually a shortened version for what we are told to do, right? We're supposed to love neighbor, what comes after it? As, as, as ourselves. ourselves. 
as we love ourselves. Exactly. So we should actually be loving neighbor as we love ourselves. And what this implies is that we need to be open to loving ourselves first so that we can feed into other people, so that we can give our energy into loving people. And this isn't really the most revolutionary concept, but when I thought about it, when it, when it came to my mind and when it registered in that way, it really stuck with me. So today our theme is open hands. And this month we've been exploring, again, these themes of welcome and inclusion. And so we're, we're looking ahead to see where God is calling us next. So this is sort of a little bit out of order, this sermon. Perhaps it should have been uh, first in the series. Because it's all about loving ourselves in order to prepare ourselves to face our lives with this palms up, with this open hands mentality. The, the first scripture that we heard today from 1 Timothy, it's this list of instructions. And they're all centered around the same idea of loving ourselves and loving God. And so the author, uh, Paul, is writing to the people, giving them ways that they can engage, ways that they can see the truth. Paul offers the preface, first of all, to make it seem like he's going to be supplying this in-depth list to the reader. But it turns out he only has one real point to make. And this simplicity from Paul is important because what he's telling people to do isn't as hard as they're making it seem. Paul tells the people that supplications, prayer, intercessions, and thanksgiving are for everyone. And these things help us to focus on God in all godliness and dignity, he says. These four things that he lists are important because they show the vastness and the openness of God and the, the simple ways that we can participate with God, preparing us to love. So we're going to go through all four of them, and the first is supplication, which simply means the request of the people. This is a kind of prayer, the one that we do here each week when we share our prayers with our faith community. We raise our prayer requests in this faith family, in this public way. And then the second is prayer itself. And prayer is simply a focused, intentional space of connection with God. And oftentimes I think we make this one seem the most complicated, seem more complicated than it actually is, because at the root of it, prayer doesn't have to be a certain set of words or a, a specific um, combination of phrases that we say. At the root of it, prayer is simply us celebrating our oneness with God. The third thing Paul instructs us to engage in is intercessions. And the definition, um, this is another kind of prayer, and the definition of this kind of prayer is an intimate petition made by a friend to a king on behalf of someone else. Again, our prayer time together is often full of intercessory prayer. It's often an expression of intercessory prayer. Because we will lift up friends or family who may not be present with us today, but are being lifted up to God on their behalf. And finally, Paul's last urging to the people was thanksgiving. We are instructed to give thanks to God, simply put. And the goal is that this is what we do all the time here in worship. 
through our hymns, through our call to worship, through our fellowship and offering times, and through the messages that we tell to one another. Whether we are giving thanks to God for who God is, or for who God is blessing, or whether it's giving thanks to God for challenging us to live out our faith and continue growing in our faith, worship should be surrounded in thanksgiving. So this letter in 1 Timothy is one of preparation, where Paul is preparing the people to be active participants in the church. And the four things we just talked about, those are the things he's laying out for them to use to prepare. Paul talks about why this is important at the end of our passage. First, Timothy 2.6, it talks about Jesus' death. And so there's this, this really interesting imagery that's being used for this exchange, this exchange for the purpose of providing new life for humanity. And so when we connect with God, we're able to see the resurrection. We're able to experience the resurrection in a way that perhaps we would not be able to experience if we were not actively focusing on our relationship with God. And so the reward, if we need a reward for preparing ourselves in love through these four things, through the supplications, the prayers, the intercessions, and the thanksgiving, is that we then can be loved in our lives, being open to God at work through us for other people. Our second scripture from 1 John, it continues to show us that at work. Talking about, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God, and so on. Us being able to love ourselves is a product of our relationship with God. No, there is no point where, where we are not fully and deeply loved by God. But I'm sure that we've all had moments where God feels more distant to us than other times in our life. And it's this constant push and pull, this constant relationship of feeling close and then feeling more distant. And that's what faith is all about. That's what growing in our faith is about, is finding ways to, to work with that tension. Like 1 Timothy speaks about, there are many things that we can do to work toward feeling that closeness towards God. We pray, we come together in community, we talk about difficult topics in safe spaces like this one. And all of these things can bring us to a point where we feel loved by others, and to a point where we can love ourselves with a fullness that equips us to then love others with that same velocity. The passage in 1 John that we just read, it reminds us of the fullness of God and God's love. It reminds us of the divine connection that we have with everyone, with the body of Christ. And it reminds us that at the heart of the ways we love other people, at the heart of it is how we love God and how we love ourselves. That holy and mystifying relationship is what allows us to be love in the world. It's what allows our palms to face up with open hands, open to the work that God is doing for us and through us. So, friends, what I hear today from the scripture at work in the world is that, yes, we are called to love one another. And in order for us to do that, we need to love ourselves 
first. Like the oxygen mask debate, we cannot do the work for others until we take care of ourselves first. And in our case, that work is to love. That is our priority as Christians, as followers of Jesus, to be focused in on the ways we need to commune with God, to know love, because God is love, so that that love can be shared widely. We are given permission by the God of the universe to take a step back, to examine what love looks like, and to offer that to ourselves without shame or embarrassment or feelings of selfishness or judgment. If we can commit to that self-love, whatever that looks like for you, we are committing to a purpose-driven relationship with those people around us, the people who, who might still be seeking what God's love looks like. As we leave this place, may we give ourselves permission to love ourselves first. May we seek the love around us as God, seeing God at work in the spaces and the corners of our lives, and finally, may we know that God's love is a sacred and holy space where relationships get to thrive in the fullness of God. Let us pray. God of mercy and vastness, we give you thanks for your unending love. No matter our own anxieties or fears or moments of complacency, you show yourself fully to us your open palms outstretched to each one of us. Help us to make time to see you in ourselves, finding love in the places we have never seen it before, so that we can be love to the ones who need it the most. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.